Hello, my friend. My name is Haley Peters. I am your host of At the Bedside, and I am so happy that you're here. This podcast, I want this to be a safe space for us to come together and talk, to share our stories, to empower each other, to educate each other, and to help each other learn to heal from the things that are hard to talk about. Welcome to this episode of At the Bedside. We are here with our first guest, Jolie Sumner. I've known Jolie for, gosh, 2017? 2017. Yeah. Yeah. We went to nursing school together and kind of both ended up in labor and delivery, postpartum, breastfeeding world in some capacity. Um, and I just wanted her to kind of share her story um, and give her the space to tell as much as she would like to. So, Jolie, I want you to kind of just introduce yourself a little better than I did, and we will get started. Okay. Well, uh, as you said, my name is Jolie. I'm a registered nurse, certified lactation consultant. Um, a little bit of background there with that. I honestly, growing up, I had no idea that like a lactation consultant even existed. Um, I don't know if that's like something uh, here in the South. Um, it's really weird for me because like breastfeeding is the most natural thing in the world as far as like your dog does it, your cat does it, cows, you name it. Like most mammals breastfeed their young. So why is it weird for women to want to do that? And that was kind of the environment and the climate that I grew up in with it is that um there was some sort of adverse connection there with breastfeeding. So growing up, like I never, my mom didn't breastfeed me. She formula fed me. She had to get back to work. I mean, there's, um, you know, there's a whole climate there with this. And my grandma uh, is the only person I think that in my life that I knew of that had even mentioned it. And she said she did it with her first. And then she had doorsteps and she had a, two-year-old she had a set of twins then she had the you know the next baby two years later and then another one after that and I mean I couldn't imagine trying to feed more than one at a time much less <laughs> three of them you know <laughs> and then she ended up with five in total so um but when I got into nursing I came from a surgical background because I was a scrub and so at the start of nursing you know I didn't see labor and delivery in my mindset, but then I fell in love with it. And in labor and delivery, I found where there's such a huge and vast like disconnect in the breastfeeding culture and education. Women that wanted to do it didn't have the resources available to them to figure out how to do it. So I took it upon myself to become a certified lactation consultant. And that opened up a whole new world for me. Um, there are so many problems that you can run into in breastfeeding and there's no one to help you with it unless you know who to look for. And in, in my family, I didn't have anyone to, to help me if I hadn't went and got that knowledge myself. And so it, it made me realize, you know, there's so many women out there that could benefit from that. And in my own personal journeys, like, um, breastfeeding and, uh, trying to conceive with um, the polycystic ovary syndrome, uh, having a miscarriage, dealing with all of these things. There's no space for women to just like say what they're feeling in the moment about it because it's 
like, uh, you know, when I was listening to your uh, first episode, you're always being compared to so-and-so struggle is, you know, worse than yours. Mm -hmm. Well, and that may be the case, but my feeling on it is still valid. You know, Mm -hmm. I lost our first pregnancy um, on February 18th of 22. And I was, I I think it was my 11 week ultrasound. Um, I had just told like my grandma, like we were slowly letting people know because working in labor and delivery, like I kept it under wraps because I knew, you know, anything could happen at any given moment. We just finally started feeling comfortable telling people and we go in for that ultrasound and there's no heartbeat. And it was devastating. But one of the first things that someone told me was, well, you can try again. Yeah. Yeah, I can. And I like I I know that you were just trying to help, but it still was like, dude, like I just lost my baby. (laughs) And, you know, to me, I didn't feel like I had a safe space to like vent Mm -hmm. a feeling like, you know, because I was pissed. Yeah. And I was hurt. And I yes, I understand that I lost my miscarriage. You know, I lost mine early. And so it wasn't like giving birth to a stillborn or, you know a traumatic birth or something like that. I, they are apples and oranges, but loss is loss. And I should have not felt guilty and venting about that. And after a time, like I did, because people, you know, would always be like, well, at least it was early. Yeah. But it was still like my first baby. Right. You know, when we got pregnant with Morgan, like I didn't tell a soul. Like, I mean, I kept my mouth shut. (laughs) because I was terrified you know um and all of that turned out just fine but I ended up being induced with her at 37 weeks and my birth story isn't as traumatic as other people's but it still isn't how I planned for it to go yeah um you know I for whatever reason I wanted to like Xena warrior princess it and go like all natural no pain meds you know no, nothing. Everyone was just like, what? You want to do what? Why would you want to hurt? And I'm like, well, I don't know. I just, I just wanted to give it a shot. (laughs) You know, I wasn't saying absolutely no to no epidural or something like that, but I, you know, I wanted to give it a try. And then with my induction, like I labored for 12 hours, made no change, and then ended up having to have a Mm C-section. And it like wasn't in the game plan and I was kind of bummed about it. But then at the same time, it was like the only birth plan was get her here safely. Yeah. And, or the only real birth plan, like, you know, quote unquote there. But to me, it was just like, I had to give up another thing that was going to make it special to me. It was, it was really weird because now I have like a, a, inside look to both sides. Like I labored for 12 hours. Like I got to feel contractions. I got to do the breathing exercises and change your position around. And I got to experience all of that. And then I got to have the C-section and what terrified me about the C-section honestly wasn't that bad. You know, the getting the spinal and things like that, like those things were kind of terrifying. I mean, that's the one reason why I didn't want to get an epidural is I was scared of that giant needle. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, they, the, and 
I had been with moms. I had, you know, held them while they were getting their epidurals or their spinals and like walked them through it. I know the textbook answer, like, okay, so you're going to feel a little bit of pinch, a little bit of kindly, you know, bee sting. And then your legs are going to kind of slowly go numb and, you know, don't worry, you're not going to fall. We've got you. No one prepared for me to feel like my head was floating. Right. <laughs> like no one and nowhere in the peer education or the textbook or anything like in my time as a trainee and my time training other nurses, like it never was brought up that, hey, they're going to feel like just kind of like a floating head. Like they're going to know their body's moving because your eyes move. And so you know that like there's something going on, but you don't feel any of it. <laughs> Yeah, no, when they laid me back for mine after the spinal, I was like, all right, whoa, like nobody prepared me. Nobody, like, no, and I was like, and my first thought was like, as soon as my head hit the pillow, I remember looking up at Cole, my anesthesiologist, and I was like, okay, two things here. I'm going to be sick, so go ahead and get that ready. (laughs) And two, I have, like, terribly underprepared so many mamas for this feeling. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it is terrible that like in the middle of like my, you know, birth experience, my f- forethought there is all the patients that I let down <laughs> for this sensation because it was just like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's kind of one of those things that you don't know. I kind of compare it to helping moms breastfeed. I, yes. I had no idea what I was teaching until I had to breastfeed on my own. Like, yeah. When I was learning to breastfeed Avery, I felt so bad for all the patients that I had helped because I didn't have a clue. <laughs> no. And it's like no. there's not there's not even proper education for the nurses that are in these roles helping other moms unless they no, and, and there's not. And terribly a lot of it is so outdated. Mm-hmm. Because it's something that one person went and got um, lactation education training, and then they came back and they taught everybody. Well, it's yeah. kind of like the telephone game that you would play as a kid. Mm-hmm. How one person explains it to another, and that person explains it to another, information gets lost. Like, I feel like part of the step forward in correcting some of this is just including CLC education in your nursing training for your mother, baby nurses. It's not like it's easy, <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's not hard training. It's not like you're having to memorize formulas and equations it it's just teaching you how to teach your patients because there's so much more than just putting the baby up there and them latching yeah you know what I mean it's you have to make sure they have a deep latch not a shallow latch or there's not going to be an effective milk transfer Mm -hmm. um there'll be nipple pain you know there are issues surrounding all of that um so you know there is a lot of like information there but I remember because I delivered at the hospital I worked at and everyone knew like my training and stuff. Everyone was kind of like, Oh yeah, you've got this. And I'm like, Whoa, (laughs) hold on. Hold on. (laughs) I don't know about that. (laughs) Um, Cause you know, things are, things are happening that I'm not prepared for here. Yeah, because I tried to hand express some colostrum before because I had gestational diabetes. So I understood, you know, as a nurse, I understood that she could have some uh, blood sugar control issues. Uh, She wasn't uh, estimated to be large at all. Like she was only weighing about seven pounds and she was born at seven, um, seven, 14. 
So, I mean, she was almost an eight pound baby, but that's pretty normal. So I was kind of preparing myself at home because I, you know, your nurse brain is like, yeah, like colostrum will help with those blood sugar control issues. I wasn't accurately prepared in any of my training <laughs> for the stress that it puts on your body. Yeah. Because I would tell patients, you know, this is what's going on. And it would be a textbook answer or an answer that had been passed down from my preceptor to me. And if you've never had a C-section, you have no idea. Mm -hmm. And yes, I understood that there could be a delay in milk production. Well, I didn't expect it to be quite so, you know, delayed that I would have to supplement with formula for the first week. I didn't feel prepared in that sense. And so I kind of felt like I let myself down, which is not how you want to start your motherhood journey is feeling like you've already, you know, let something down. Right. Part of that is just, I feel like was mainly just like postpartum anxiety, um, something like that. I don't feel like it was necessarily an accurate representation of my headspace at the time. Just because you have so much going on, you have so much being thrown at you. And my husband has no medical background. And when people would come in to assess the situation or take my vitals or whatever, they would kind of gloss over it. Well, I'm fresh out of surgery. I'm still like trying to wake up, get feeling back in my legs. You, you know, got me started on IV pain medication. I'm not in the headspace to be receiving information. Mm -hmm. You need to be teaching it to my husband because 20, 30 minutes from now, when you walk out the room and I have, you know, a question about something, he's who I'm talking to about it. And he has no idea. Yeah. I don't remember who told me this, but at one point in time, I had someone tell me that if you can't explain something to a child, then you don't know enough about it. And so I kind of took that to heart. Like, I, I mean, I have taken that as like a just gold standard to anything that I, I learn and try and learn, because if I can't teach it to a child, then I don't know enough about it because, and now obviously you can't do that with some things, but breastfeeding. Like, I feel like I could have a conversation with a five or six year old about what's going on as far as like, this is how I feed my baby. Mm -hmm. And I could get the information across to them in a, in a way that they understood that, oh, okay, that's how this baby gets fed. Some babies take bottles, some babies eat from the breast, yeah. you know, so on and so forth. Obviously, I couldn't explain the mechanics of like prolactin and estrogen and, you know, everything yeah. else that has to do with it, but I could get the basics across and you should at least be able to get the basics across to anybody in that situation, because you're not, as a new mom, you're not thinking about it. Yeah. I'm holding this brand new life. That's I'm still staring at it off. Cause it's like, dude, I've made this. <laughs> I carried this for nine months. Like, where did this come from? How did this, this happen? A, yeah, this is a whole human being. Like, where did it's living, breathing? Like, what? Where did this come from? I still look at her and think that sometimes. Yeah. And my poor husband's sitting over there trying to, like, get information. And he's like, well, what does that mean? And I'm not listening to the conversation that's being had with the nurse. I don't know. I'm, okay. I'm 
wrapped up in La La Land. <laughs> and so I feel like a, the mother baby community as a whole, like we need to kind of shift to an education focus, opens up that pathway for like a conversation about stuff. Because a lot of moms that come in are scared for a numerous amount of reasons. Mm-hmm. And they don't, they don't feel like they can vocalize that because they feel like they're supposed to be big girls and just deal with it. And there's nothing about birth that you're supposed to just deal with. Absolutely. I mean, I don't, or at least I don't feel like there is like the, we've come too far as a society for it to just be that, you know what I mean? Just left as that anyway. Yeah. I don't know if it's more like, you know how, when you become a labor and delivery nurse, you have to do like a fetal monitoring course. Like you have to do all of these things to know how to read fetal heart rate strips and how to determine contractions and all these things. There's none of that for breastfeeding or even like no. education. Like there's nothing. <laughs> there, there's nothing. And Why when I took my reading? CLC course, they told us um, that any education or research that had been done like that was done by like your formula companies. Mm-hmm. Um, at least at the start. And well, obviously, you know, formula companies are going to try and make money. I mean, yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> that is true. It, 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 I, you know, I think that we just don't, we take care of mom while mom is carrying the baby. And then after baby's born, it's like, all right, we're not worried about mom postpartum. We're not worried about how she is at breastfeeding. We're not worried about, you know, anything yeah. about her taking care of herself. Yeah. The baby's here now. So it's like, we have to yeah. stop looking at moms as just a vessel to get the baby here. <laughs> like, yeah, like they're bringing a whole new life in the world, but they're uh, their own life as well. Like. <laughs> And it doesn't matter how educated you are in it. You're kind of in shell shock there those first at least week. I mean, I know my mom, she brought up something the other day that she was like, we had this whole conversation. I was like, no, we did not. I don't remember anything about this. Having a supplement with her, like I knew I wanted to make sure that I established a good breast milk supply. So I was pumping every two hours. I was, you know, triple feeding, pump, breastfeed and bottle feed. And so I don't remember much of the first couple of weeks because I was so sleep deprived, like right. the whole rest on baby rest. Well, I can't do that because I have to pump and mm-hmm. then I have to get bottles ready. And uh, my poor husband couldn't figure out like why I was stressing about it so much. And he's like, we can, you know, we can do both. And I'm like, it's not that fed is best, period. There are no arguing feed your baby. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I had had the natural birth experience taken from me. I was trying to regain some sense of control. And for me, the breastfeeding was something I knew I could control. Mm-hmm. Like I knew if I gave my body the signals, Hey, we got to make milk. It'll do it. Mm-hmm. Or at least I hoped it would. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was, I was adamant religious, like every two hours we were pumping. And we only had to supplement for about a week. After that, we were we were good to go. But it was still for the first week. And then after that, like in order to help keep that supply up, because she struggled with latching, 
I was still having to pump all the time, even though we weren't supplementing anymore. Yeah. It was the most tiring experience of my entire life. I'd never been that tired. And when I brought it up once and someone was like, well, that's just motherhood. And then I did, felt like I, I couldn't vent about it anymore. Yeah. Because I, I guess I didn't feel validated. I, I'm not 100% sure. And looking back now, like I'm, I'm irritated about it because it's like, it was one of those things where, well, my struggle was worse than yours. Mm-hmm. Why can't we all just agree that motherhood is a struggle? Right. Like, like it, point blank period. Point blank period. You're not going to get any sleep until they start sleeping through the night at least. And even then, like the first time she slept through the night, I had a dang panic attack because mm-hmm. she didn't wake me up. And I was like, oh my God, why didn't she wake up? <laughs> yeah. you know? And I, anytime I had a concern for my own journey, it was always, well, this is, this is how bad mine was. This is how bad my, and it was all this negativity. Okay. Let's just agree. Motherhood is a struggle. We don't have to try and my negative is, you know, worse than your negative to win some sort of insane negativity championship. Yeah. Like I don't, let's, it's not fun. I mean, well, that's, that's kind of harsh because <laughs> <laughs> it is the most rewarding thing in my life as well. Like I absolutely love being a mom. Absolutely. But it is a struggle and it is hard. And at first it's not as fun as you think it's going to be. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a little hard. It's especially um if you're trying to breastfeed and they have latch issues. And so once your breast milk comes in, then you're still trying to pump all the time so you can make sure that you have enough milk. And it's kind of like a weird carousel or something where like you, you wait in line and you're seeing all the fun that everybody else is having on, on the carousel and you're seeing all the different horses and you're just like, Oh, this is the one I want. And this is, this is how I wanted to go. And you finally get on the ride and you wanted the pink unicorn, but you got the blue one. Yeah. Or, you know, and you, it's not going exactly how you want it, but you're still going to try and have fun. And you wanted the horse that goes up and down, but you got stuck with the stationary one. You know, I mean, there's <laughs> like, there's so many little things that it's like, you're still on the ride. You're still having fun. <laughs> like, so let's just focus on that. Like, let's just focus on the fact that we're on the ride together. Like, your horse may be blue, that. mine may be pink, but like we're both on the ride. Like let's enjoy it. Yeah. Like we don't have to try and out negative one another because your baby screamed all night long and I complained about mine screaming once. Yeah. You know, let's let's don't make it let's don't make it a competition. Let's just make it a yeah, like that's let's make it like a sounding board, you know. Okay, well, this is what I did for that. Instead of I hate to say putting each other down because that's sounds a little harsh, but I feel like that part of motherhood kind of blends over from just womanhood in general is like, sometimes we put each other down for no reason Yeah. because I feel like that's just somewhere along the line. We got the, the code, I guess that we have to try and one up each other. Yeah. And women have one of the hardest struggles <laughs> in just being a woman. <laughs> like, why do we have to try and make it a competition? Like, <laughs> what? We're all in the same 
race together. It's, it's not a competition for us. So why do we have to try and make it one? Yeah. I mean, motherhood has been the most rewarding and beautiful journey, but it's also been the hardest and most challenging thing. And she's six months old. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't regret it at all. And if the stars align, I would do it again in a heartbeat, but I'm really enjoying just having her and being able to devote all my time to her. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's helped me kind of reassess how I thought motherhood was going to go. Because, you know, when you're a kid and you're growing up and you're playing house and you've got your Barbies and these are all your babies and, you know, you imagine it completely different. I mean, when I graduated nursing school, (laughs) got the job in labor and delivery, was rocking and rolling. And I was like, okay, I've got the dream job. I've got the house or the apartment. I was like, I think I need to get my dream car and then work on building, you know, finding my husband and building a family. So I bought a Nissan Armada, like for an army of children that I do not have. (laughs) And I have this giant car and I've got one baby and a golden retriever. I mean, (laughs) neither of which (laughs) um, really take up that much room. Yeah. But I always justified that purchase is that I plan on having a car full of children. Mm Mm-hmm. That has changed. Yeah. I do not plan on having a car full of children anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Mainly because I feel like, I mean, I'm 33 years old and (laughs) real moment here. This shit was hard at 32, (laughs) 33 years old. Okay. (laughs) I cannot. um, My cousin, she just had uh, her first girl out of three boys. And I think she's 37, 38. And I'm like, girl, I don't know. I don't know how you're doing it. Like at all. First of all, she's got two under two now, (laughs) but I'm like, girl, when I wake up in the mornings and I sound like the snap crackle pop (laughs) cereal, like I'm in a, like working for my family right now, I'm in a situation where I don't have to pay for childcare. I can take her to work with me. And so we've been able to breastfeed ex- pretty much exclusively since I went back to work once she was able to latch very well. But there are a lot of women that don't have that opportunity. And so they need they need a lot more. Not that I didn't need support, but they need a lot more like interactive support. Yeah. We need more groups where we can get together and support each other versus just you going to see a lactation consultant one time and they being like, well, try the football hole. And then that's kind of like where it ends. And it's like, well, that may work for a, you know, a time or two, but it's not going to work every time. Yeah. And one of my biggest struggles was like feeding her in public. Yeah. Like that, the first time I did that was like, I feel like I'm breaking some sort of law here. Yeah. Even though you're federally protected to breastfeed your child. Like I still felt like I was doing something wrong. Yeah. And I wasn't until I got involved with like some mom groups on Facebook that I was like, okay, so it's not just me that feels this way. This is how other moms have handled that. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is where I got one of my 
like clothing tricks was wearing a maxi dress that has like spaghetti straps and then just wearing t-shirts over the top of it mm-hmm. because I felt like I needed to go out and buy all this like special breastfeeding clothing to keep everything like covered up and hidden and just like a way to spend more money. Yeah. Like a way to spend more money when it's like, this was supposed to save me money. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, this like, not that, you know, not that was the only reason I wanted to breastfeed, but it was one of the perks was like, yeah. you know, I didn't have to spend $400 a month on formula. <laughs> so, but it was like a way to spend more money. And it was a stress because it was like, okay, so I've, I've got the clothes, right? Well, now you have to have the nursing bras, which I was going to have those anyway, because I was going to be breastfeeding, but trying to figure out how to maneuver all of that in public, mm-hmm. that's like super stressful. Yeah. And I don't know where that mentality comes from that, like, you feel ashamed to feed your kid. Mm-hmm. I don't feel ashamed to feed her at any, any given point. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't bother me to feed her in front of my family. I feel like somewhere we were told, and I don't know, maybe it's, maybe it's just in the South, like, you know, how we've grown up. Yeah. But like, you know, everything has to be, okay, this is going to sound so terrible, but it's like in the South, everything is sexual. Yeah. There's nothing that's just like, oh, well, that's just normal. It all has to be sexualized. Mm-hmm. And it's, your boobs are out. Well, yeah. yes. Yeah. They yeah, are. Margaret, they are. I mean, <laughs> you can't, like, I, I'm doing my best not to just spray milk at everybody, but, you know, my kid, she's hungry. Yeah. A little bit of breastfeeding wisdom. Yeah. I told so many patients, so many, that sometimes when your milk comes in, it feels like, cool water running over your chest or like a little tingly sensation. You know, you can kind of, there's, okay. I had full on full body racking chills. Like thought I was going to like, I thought I was having some sort of like shock situation after my C-section Um, that it like, I had to get a heater and socks and blankets because I could not get warm. Yeah. And we had no idea what it was because I had told and been taught that it was like a cool little tingly sensation, (laughs) not teeth clattering chills. Yeah. Um, And the first time it happened, like I thought I, you know, was getting like a, I I don't know, nurse brain took off and I was like, oh my God, because I'm embolism or. (laughs) (laughs) You go to worst case scenario. Worst case scenario right off the bat there. Right. (laughs) Um, and then like, as soon as, um, and I was, I, it was the first night that I slept in the bed. And so I was back there with my husband. It was time for me to pump. And my mom had, was staying with us and she was in the living room with her. Um, and so I got up to go do that and I couldn't even make it out of our bedroom door before it felt like my feet were going to give out because I was just like shaking that hard. And so I, you know, it it scared me because it was like, what, you know, so my husband pretty much like carries me into the living room and they got me set up with a heater and put some blankets on me. And it took probably, it was like a 30 minute long episode. <laughs> Didn't happen again for several days. And then it happened again. And both times was when I was trying to pump. <laughs> and finally, like with a clearer head, I was like, dude, that was my milk coming in. 
Yeah. That was hardcore. That was not gentle tingling sensation, cool water running across your chest. That was the art. That was the waters of the Titanic. Okay. I mean, <laughs> it was not fun. <laughs> yeah. Something I wasn't prepared for breastfeeding wise. And I could probably talk. I mean, you went to school with me, so you know that I can talk forever. Birth story-wise, like, I feel like, you know, I didn't have a very traumatic one. It didn't go the way that I wanted it to go, but it was it was still mine, and I made it happen. But it could have been a little better. <laughs> but if I had to give, like, one piece of just solid advice for any moms out there trying to breastfeed, just keep trying. Yeah. The, the key there is just trying as hard, like not as hard as you can, but just trying. Yeah. Like you don't, they don't have to latch every time. Mm-hmm. Try and let them latch five, 10 minutes and then give them a bottle. If, if breastfeeding is really what you want to make work, just, just try. Like you, you don't have to do it every single day. There were days where all she got were, was a bottle because I was just exhausted from pumping and trying to keep that up with, keeping her alive, <laughs> pumping <laughs> and keeping pump, pump parts washed and bottles washed. Mm-hmm. Like, but I made an effort to try and just keep at it. Mm-hmm. And the first two weeks, I feel like are really a make or break you situation uh, mentally because you're just, you're a new mom recovering, whether it was a vaginal birth or a C-section, you were dealing with a flood of emotions that are just wild. I mean, there's not, there's no way that you can sum up what you're feeling in even an hour long podcast. You know what I mean? It, you have such a harsh varying reality that you're facing because you went into the hospital and it was just you to take care of. I mean, you may have had a husband, like whatever, but you kept yourself alive every day mm-hmm. and for the next forever, <laughs> you have a whole nother human being that you're responsible for. Right. And it's exhausting and you're not going to be able to give it a hundred percent every day, but if you can just give it so long as they're fed and you're both happy and healthy and breastfeeding something you really want to do, just make an effort at least once a day to try and do something for it. Mm-hmm. There there were days where she didn't latch at all and all she got was, I mean, she struggled with it and we just had to do the bottle because she couldn't latch period. Yeah. It took until she was about three weeks old. I'm sorry, three months old to really be able to successfully latch well. Mm-hmm. And I, I struggled with feeling like, you know, I've got to be doing something wrong because mm-hmm. she's struggling so much. Yeah. But I also had to take into account that even though at 37 weeks she was termed, like she still could have cooked a little longer. I mean, you know, so once I quit stressing so much about all that and just made made that decision to just try at least once a day, whether it was successful or not, things got so much easier. Yeah. Like trying to take some of that stress off of it and reach out. Like if you know anybody that's breastfeeding, text them, call them and be like, hey, what what did you do here mm-hmm. because i'm struggling don't don't be ashamed to ask for any sort of help because the the communal exchange of information is how we succeed in this not gatekeeping all our tips and tricks yeah i love that i think that's <laughs> awesome advice i'm glad that 
you said it. I'm glad that you were able to come on and kind of share your story and your background and all of the things. Well, thank you for having me. It's been very fun, even though I talked in <laughs> like total world full of circles. No, ab- I, absolutely. I do the same thing. It's no worry. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. I will leave Jolie's Instagram in the show notes if you want to follow her. Also, make sure that you follow at the dot bedside on Instagram to keep up with all of the updates and new episodes and all of the fun. So thanks for being here.